This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It is season three, episode 13. Pakoda hates the Cubs 2024 edition. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on the socials, Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram. Of course, we're on Facebook. And you can email us. That's right. Fly the W at 670 at fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, hope you enjoyed uh Big game Sunday. Hope you maybe had a square, had a pop, had a snack. I definitely had a pop, but I didn't hit a square and I didn't hit any of my props. So I'm I'm, I'm just glad it's over. It's done. Welcome everybody back to the Cub train. Uh, it, it's uh, it's about to get rolling. You know, we're, we're only a few days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. And so needless to say, it, it is an exciting time. Exciting time to be a Cubs fan. And a, quite a handful of guys are already out in Arizona. Good to see these guys are taking it serious. Well, I think things have changed recently when, um, you know, they, the Cubs a few years ago, they started to invite prospects to kind of come out earlier and house them there and stuff like that. And so I think what, what players and both uh, management have realized is that you have state-of-the-art facilities at Sloan. This is not the old-school Cubs uh, you know, spring training where, where Crane Kenny used to joke, they used to have, they used to bring the weights on the moving truck from Wrigley to Mesa. Yeah. That's not the case anymore. You, you go there and you get straight state of the art workout equipment. Your, your trainers are there, your coaches are there. And, and so I know a lot of players that, that, that live in the area now because of that. And so they're there a lot of the time that place is humming 24 seven, 365 in Sloan park. I mean, all the facilities they have, it just makes sense. So it's open all the time. Guys are, can use it anytime they want. Good to go. Right. And, and so that, that's the key. And so I think a lot of players are taking advantage of that. Uh, like you said, uh, you know, looking at our friends, G, uh, Rich Biesterfeld and John Antonoff, they're, they're on Twitter and they've been just sending pictures and it, it, I'm, I'm more surprised at who's not there. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, right. th- there's more people there than not there right now. Right. Right. More people. N- yeah. More people at home that are, haven't shown up yet than they actually there at camp. Yeah. Pretty interesting. I mean, that's good. That's such a good tone. Right. And I'm sure, uh, Craig council and, uh, and Jed, and they've set that tone. So that's good. Right. And, and you know what? It's fun to be out there. It's beautiful. I, I can't wait till I'm out there. And for, for those of you who are not, familiar with spring training, Dustin, the camp is divided into two, right? So you have what's called major league and minor league camp. And so the Cubs 40 man roster and any non-roster invitees are divided from the minor leaguers. Now, if you're following this on uh, 670, the score, uh, the YouTube page, if you go to Mesa and you're looking at spring training, it's divided up and the way that it's divided up is field one and field two is for the big league squads. And you can go along the 
first base side of field one, and you can watch the minor leaguers hit, but it's, it's a little bit more isolated where they do their warm ups and stretches and where they kind of do some of the drills. The 40, the major league camp is a little bit different. Whereas, so if you're looking up here, that would be, you have Sloan park and then there's like a walkway and the walkway leads to the performance facility where the workouts is. Field one is where you can see a lot of the players that you all know and love, Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner. They'll hit on field one, and then they also have field two. But field two is very hard to get to and very hard to see. And where they warm up is kind of off limits. You can't really see that there. It's very difficult if you don't have access. And so that's the major league, the 40-man roster and the sprint and the non-roster invitees. All the rest of the minor league camp goes into the backfields is what it's called. It looks like a four-leaf clover, and there's four baseball fields, and home plate is almost touching on each of them. And there's an area, kind of a circular area surrounding with benches, and anyone can just, you can go down there and sit there, and if you want to see some of the young guys, if you want to see Cade Horton, or if you want to, you know, you want to see some of the younger players, you can easily go to these backfields. That's where I meet a lot of these guys for years and years. So it's two different camps that are kind of going on at the same time. So if you get out to spring training, it's a lot of fun. And so the, the backfields is, like I said, four-leaf clover. They're going to work on different hitting, pitching, or fielding drills. But, Dustin, the, the non-roster invitee list that the Cubs just released, um, there's going that a non-roster invitee is an invitation for a player who's not on the club's 40-man roster to attend Major League Camp in spring training and compete for a roster spots. So clubs can sometimes extend their non-roster invitees to the upper level minor leaguers. So there's going to be some guys that, whose names you recognize. You're like, oh, they're already with the Cubs. There's going to be other guys that were signed to minor league contracts with the opportunity to do spring training with the big club and try to turn some heads and get some eyeballs, right? And so the Cubs this week released that and this last week, and it includes 19 players, Dustin, that have a chance to break with the club. And for some of these guys, Dustin, it's, it's, they realize the importance of it because it may not, maybe their last opportunity, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, none of these, you know, the guys keep getting older, the uh, young guys coming up, keep getting bigger, taller, faster. Right. So you got to take every uh, opportunity you can. And that's probably another reason why these guys get out there as fast as they do. And I think the Cubs are looking for somebody that, you know, just might have a little bit of magic left in them that, that, you know, something left in the tank that, uh, you know, People remember Miles Michaelis. He went to Japan mm -hmm. and he came back with the Cardinals. And that's what they're looking for is to try to find somebody. One guy that's trying to still make it, Carl Edwards Jr. There's 11 pitchers invited to this camp. Carl Edwards Jr. is one of them, the string being slinger. We talked about how he was on the mound in the 10th inning of game seven, got two outs. Dustin, CJ came from the to the Cubs from the Texas Rangers in 2013 when the Cubs traded Matt Garza. Remember that? Yeah. For uh, remember that stupid goatee? I, I don't know. Um, I remember he, the nuns, the nuns wearing it, right? It was a giveaway, and the nuns were wearing the Matt Garza, right? Yeah, yeah, they had the little soul patch, whatever yeah. that was. Uh -huh. And so CJ came along with Justin Grimm, Neil Ramirez, and Mike Alt, who was your opening day third baseman 2015. He made it ahead of Chris Bryant, for those of you who remember that far back. But, you know, when, when you think about Carl, he was traded to the Padres in 2019. He played for Seattle in 2020, the Braves and the Blue Jays in 2021. In the last two seasons, he's been with the Nationals, and he was looking really good, but injuries cut short his 2023 season, and now he's back with the Cubs. So this is a type of guy that you're going to kind of take a look at and say, okay, maybe, maybe Carl has something left in the tank. 
you know? Yeah. And why Com not? Right. Why not? Right now, uh, I, Dustin, I'm sure you remember this story. Ethan Roberts got an invitation, a non-roster invitee to the big league camp. Remember that spring training moment after he came out of the game, I'd say it was for the, against the white Sox, and then manager David Ross told him he made the roster and he, they caught him on marquee. He just kind of started mm -hmm. crying. He I was so yep. overwhelmed and he looked so good in April, but he was put on the IL in early May with right shoulder inflammation, which would require Tommy John surgery in June. So he's been rehabbing from that surgery for a couple of years, for about a year and a half now. He was non-tendered by the Cubs this last November. So he was off the 40-man roster, but he did resign with the Cubs in December. He's on track to pitch in 2024. So it's going to be interesting to see what Ethan Roberts has. Yeah, another good name. And, you know, you can't ever have enough good pitching, right, Crowley? I mean, there's just not enough. You can never have too many. And, and right now the Cubs have plenty of guys that might be the closer, but who knows? You never know where these guys might come out of nowhere and end up being – you know, a high leverage guy because they know it's their last uh, time around. Now, one of the Cubs players that came from the Cubs system, and he was a guy that I told everyone to look out for last year, and it just didn't come together. But I still truly believe in this kid, Cam Sanders. He was the Cubs 12th round pick in 2018. He's a son of former Cubs, Scott Sanders. He pitched his first full season in Iowa last year after climbing the major minor league ladder. Dustin, he's got an electric arm with high-velocity fastball and a wipeout slider. It just has to come down to de decreasing the walks. And you know that walks are going to kill you out of the bullpen in the major leagues. You can't do it. And so, Dustin, last this is kind of the tale of Cam Sanders. Last season, he appeared in 51 games. He had 97 strikeouts in 51 games, but he also had 69 walks. Yeah, we can't do that. No, you, know, so, can't, so, can't, you cannot give away. <laughs> you can't give away those free bases. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Uh, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see what he has, but if he can put it together, I mean, th this is a guy that I'm just always kind of had my eye on. So I'm hoping that this is the year that it all kind of comes together. Uh, Dustin, we talked about a couple of these guys, Richard Lovelady and, and Thomas Pannone are a couple of guys that have bounced around. They're lefties. And I think that's what the Cubs really are looking at right now is some of these lefties to help fill out the bullpen. But they also, if you remember, one of the first signings they made this season was Edwin Escobar. He was once a top prospect for the Rangers. He had a couple of cups of coffee with the Red Sox in 2014 and the Diamondbacks in 2016. And then in 2017, he heads to Japan, where he's been pitching ever since. And so they saw him when they were scouting uh, Yamamoto and Imanaga and all of these things, all these different players. And they saw Escobar over there, and so they decided to give it a shot here. Dustin, how about this? When Edwin Escobar was in Japan, do you know who he was teammates with? Shota Imanaga. Uh, okay. All with right. the Yokohama Bay Star. So maybe, I don't know, Edwin, maybe he speaks some Japanese. He's been there for seven years. But at least they have to be familiar with each other. So yeah, that's another that's cool. familiar face. Right. That's, that's another familiar face. That's really cool. Yeah, I like that. Now, one guy that I think Cub fans may have forgotten is Brad Week. Um, Week got the invite, and ironically, we were talking about Carl Edwards. 
The Cubs traded Carl Edwards to the Padres and got weak in return from San Diego. He was a weapon out of the bullpen for the Cubs in 2021. He allowed zero runs over 17 innings and struck out 28 across 15 relief appearances, but he's missed the last few seasons with Tommy John surgery. So again, a guy like Brad Week, if, if he can do what he did before, he's going to maybe give somebody a, he's going to challenge for a job there, right? Right. And plus it's, it's no investment on the Cubs part, right? I mean, there's no. not, there's not a ton of money in this, not. No. So just two people looking to see if they can get a little uh, baseball love connection, if you will. Right. And they're healthy. And sometimes that can be just all the difference in the world. Uh, Dustin, they, they've asked three infielders to come. One of them does cost you a lot of money. David Bodie. Will we ever forget Bodie's ultimate slam on Sunday night baseball Never. for the Nationals? Never. <laughs> I was still, there. The, that the stadium game. might still be bouncing, right? Yeah, I was there. It was unbelievable. He made his debut at the Cubs in 2018. He hit that ultimate slam in 2019. But Dustin, you know, he played 127 games in 2019, but then he spent time between Chicago and Iowa in 2021. And that's where he spent most of 2022 and 23. He signed a five-year, $15 million deal in 2020 with the Cubs, but there's a club option in 2025. So if the Cubs want, they can buy him out at the cost of $1 million. If they keep him, they owe him $7 million. So you can figure that this is Bodie's last uh, hurrah with the Cubs here. Yeah, where do you, I mean, where would he fit in? Right. I mean, third base, I guess, but they seem like they got a log jam, a kind of sort of third baseman. Yeah. You know, with, with Bodie, I just think that, that he's there and he's just some, they're paying for him. No one else is going to pay for him. So you, right. it's just an insurance piece that you can have Uh chance. Chase Strumpf is another Cubs prospect that's on the infield. But the one that was really surprising to me was Matt Shaw. Um, we talked to Dan Kantrovitz on the last episode with about Matt Shaw. He's popping up all over the third-party top 100 prospects in baseball, usually behind PCA and Cade Horton. So people consider him the third best prospect that the Cubs have. He could play shortstop and second. He was the Cubs' first-round pick out of Maryland in 2023, 13th overall. But Dustin, he said at CubsCon that he spent a lot of time in the offseason working on third base. He flew up the minor league ladder playing three games in the Arizona complex, 20 with South Bend, and he finished the season playing 15 games with the Tennessee Smokies, including starting on that championship team that got the ring. So Matt Shaw, he's not going to break camp with the team, but he's going to have the experience of playing with the older guys, the experienced veterans, um, with all the top-tier coaching staff. They're all great coaches, but these are going to be the, the major league coaches that are going to be working with him. Right, and now we're telling you who to keep an eye on, right? I mean, sometimes you, you turn on a, a Cubs spring training game, either on the score or uh, on the Marquee Sports Network, and you're like, who the heck are these guys? Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a little background on these guys and give you a reason to watch them. Yeah, and, and I'm telling you, when Matt Shaw comes on, I'll definitely tweet it out every single time because that's when you want to watch, especially to see what he can do defensively at third because clearly that's an issue. And Matt Shaw is a college player, so it's not like he's like an 18-, 19-year-old kid. But, you know, he's a college player, and if he can play third base, that could really, really help the Cubs. Oh, really? Absolutely. Now, speaking about top 100 prospects, there's only one outfielder non-roster invitee, and that's Owen Casey. Uh, Owen was drafted in the second round in 2020 by the Padres. He came to the Cubs in 2021 in the U Darvish trade. He was phenomenal for Team Canada in the World Baseball Classic. Mm -hmm. And he was a key player in the Smokies championship run in 2023, slashing 289, 399, 519. Dustin, he had 22 home runs, 84 RBIs, and 120 games. Left-handed power bat. I mean, well, how now nice in this, and Owen Casey might be a name when 
you're unhappy right now because the Cubs haven't gotten somewhere with Bellinger yet is that they have a plethora of young outfielders and maybe they just don't want to invest there. I mean, maybe that's part of the reason, you know, they don't want to go beyond six, seven years, something right. like that. Right. And, and, and so, yeah, I mean, if Owen, if Owen Casey's not ready in six years, he's never going to be ready. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Owen Casey is one that you're looking at that that's, that's the thing. And like you mentioned, there's a lot of young talent bubbling up and you can't keep them on your minor league rosters forever. You can only protect a certain amount of guys. So Owen Casey is definitely someone, what you're doing is you're looking at this window and I think you have three years left of, um, Hap and three years left of, um, Saya. Right. And so you have a, a large amount of outfielders. You have Brennan Davis is on the 40-man roster, Alexander Canario, Kevin Alcantara, all these guys that are outfielders that are on the 40-man roster and, and other guys that are not but are going to have to be soon. So that's going to keep uh, things interesting. Now, the Cubs did invite four catchers to uh, the Major League camp. Jorge Alfaro, well, somebody's got to catch all these pitchers, Crowley. <laughs> yep. Someone has to catch him. And, and, and what you want to do too, is that again, Jan Gomes older, Miguel Amaya has an injury history. You don't want to be left without a catcher. So they, they signed a couple of veteran guys that have bounced around Jorge Alfaro. He looked like a good hitting catcher and good defensively, but his offensive numbers tanked after 2020. Joe Hudson is a guy that's just never been able to stick to the majors. Um, he's kind of bounced around pretty good defensively, but nothing with the bat, but two young guys in the Cubs system to keep an eye out. Bryce Windham, he, he played ball at Old Dominion. He was drafted in 2019 in round 32. He was He's like a true utility player when he came up. He played left, third, first, but he began focusing on catching in 2022, started doing it full time. He gives you really solid at bats and pitchers like throwing to him. So Bryce Windham is one of those wild cards to just kind of keep an eye on. The other is a true fan favorite. Everywhere he goes, everybody loves this kid, Pablo Aliendo. He signed as an international free agent and is arguably the Cubs' best defensive prospect at catcher. So his defense is excellent, and everybody thinks he can call a great game. His hitting took a slight dip, obviously. That that jump from, from South Bend to Tennessee is a really tough jump. That Double A's where you really see a lot of your really great players in there. But he was part of the 22 South Bend Championship. He's part of the 2023 Tennessee Smoky Championship. Like I said, defensively and calling pitches, he, he could probably start today as far as the bat. It's just not as caught up as the defense is, but he he's a guy I want to watch. And, and just one other little thing with Pablo, uh, he caught my first pitch that I threw at South Bend. So I'll always have that with Pablo. Ah, there we go. Now we're getting to the hit harder. I, I, I'm happy for him. And so these are just a couple of players that when you're watching spring training, hopefully you remember some of these names because it's going to be interesting. Very interesting. Indeed. Great, uh, great background there, Crowley, on uh, some guys that we really need to be paying attention to as the uh, Cubs pitchers and catchers. By the time we uh, have the next podcast, will all be out there, and then uh, the rest of the team be heading out not too far after that. 